Hey everyone, welcome back to the MNR show. I'm Ron. We see Malcolm is out on the road, but I got my boy Alec here from Sports Talk 319. Today we're going to be talking QBs after the combat. And has your list even changed, Alec? Uh, it actually, it has, but it hasn't. Now, the top five that I give you right now, it's going to be a lot different than what my genuine top five would be. Yes. Only because, you know, disclaimer, Matt Corral did not test. I would still put him in my top five just based off the talent and the production that I seen while he was at Ole Miss. Unfortunately, he, like I said, he didn't test. His interviews weren't, you know, they weren't that extravagant as many people wanted them to be. So we'll have to see just how much that really impacts his draft stock. But, you know, nonetheless, my number one quarterback has not changed. We are still with Malik Willis as my QB1. I personally think he had the best combine. I really liked what he showcased, not only at the combine, but at the senior bowl as well. Oh, yeah. I don't understand, like, just while we're on the Malik Willis topic, I don't understand where this whole, I'm surprised that he understands how to run an offense, you know, gimmick came from. Yeah, that's just blatant like, racism without saying. <laughs> personally, blatant, like, blatant. like, this is the same gimmick that Lamar had to go through. And I'm honestly tired of it. Like, I'm genuinely tired that yeah. dual threat quarterbacks and people that, you know, they feel should move over to a different position, running back, wide receiver, whatever the case may be. That's why he didn't run. That's exactly why he didn't run. And I don't blame him him for not running at all. Because I've been wanting to hear, oh, well, did you think, you know, maybe you can play running back? I'm pretty sure somebody with the athletic capacity of Malik Willis understands that, yes, he can play running back. Yes, he can play wide receiver. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He genuinely wanted to. Yeah. But that's not what he's at the combine for. The same way Lamar wasn't at the combine to test for anything else other than a quarterback. So Malik Willis is still my QB1. You know, like I said, I couldn't even believe what I was reading from some of these scouts and, you know, other guys that are coaches that are talking about, oh, well, I'm surprised that he was able to read the offense. Like, he's dual threat for a reason. He knows how to read, run, operate very well you know i i've said it not only on this show but i've said it on mo's up in flame show his arm makes him (laughs) the most talented cornerback in this draft class what he's able to do on the run is completely tremendous you know i might get a lot of heat for it but everybody knows how long i've been rocking with lamar jackson i've been with him since louisville but i feel like malik willis was a more talented Lamar Jackson when it came to arm talent and throwing on the run. When it comes Lamar's to running, better, but he didn't yeah, start you know, off yeah. as good. Because when it comes to running on the football field, I still think Lamar is the most slippery quarterback I have ever genuinely laid my eyes on. I didn't get to watch him in college, guys, at all. I didn't get to watch yeah. Vince Young. I didn't watch none of that. I got to yeah. watch Lamar Jackson at Louisville. <laughs> One of the most slippery quarterbacks I've ever seen. So, you know, I don't understand where the whole Malik Willis narratives were coming from. I just wanted to get that off my chest because I thought it was complete and blatantly. I thought it was ignorant. I thought it was uncalled for, really. Yeah. Because if you're looking at what he did at Liberty and questioning, oh, well, can he run an offense? Like, what did you even invite him to the combine for? 
Like, did you did you invite him to think that he was gonna be like, oh yeah, you know what? Wide receiver, running back. Like, come on. Like, scouts need to get. Yeah, serious. Malik's. I think Malik Malik will be fine. He's all he's before before you even move on to your number two. He's also my QB one. So we can we can get out of there. He's my one as well. Uh, like he's already said, I think he's a power runner. He's just so strong. His legs are huge. He has a can of an arm. We can really move on. Like he's he's QB one, and I think he's the highest ceiling. My list is going to be based on ceilings too. He's the highest ceiling. I think I have any quarterback. But who's your number two? Uh, number two, I did kind of this based off just what they did at the combine itself. Yeah. Um, number two, I put Desmond Ritter. I know how to had him a little bit lower on my genuine top uh, ten list. Yeah. But I felt like at the combine he showed the most. He showed the most improvement, really. He kind of opened up the most eyes. He had a lot of teams going, okay, well, he is a he is a top 10, top five QB. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of people, you know, they had him in the top 10. They weren't giving him that top five respect because, you know, they were saying, well, he's at Cincy. He just came off an undefeated season, which I thought was completely tremendous. Now, a lot of credit does go to the defense that they had, but to put up points on the board, you got to have a quarterback, and he's a natural leader. You know, I've ranted and raved. Like I said, I loved his interviews. I love the confidence that he displayed within himself. He, like you said, he has this charisma to him. He has this swagger to him that when he just comes to the football field, you just know that Desmond Ritter is there. Yeah, visor, ready to go, must-see TV. He's easily shown it all. He's put at a school that was okay historically and made him in the college football playoff. Now we know what happened there, but he, you know, what his quote is: "I got to, I got to on the field, and my ball's gonna be getting batted down. <laughs> like every time he threw a pass, it was getting hit down because those were NFL. Oh yes, literally. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, every, so everybody knew going going into that game. Everybody knew, you know, it was gonna be an underdog story, Cinderella story if Cincinnati somehow pulled it off. But everybody knows those are NFL ready players. Yeah." But at number three, I felt like a lot of guys were quest- a lot of scouts were questioning um, this quarterback's ability, and that's Bailey Zapp out of Western Kentucky University. Oh, really? That's a, little, raised, that's a wrinkle he, in there. He's raised <laughs> a lot higher just because he's the stats probably, are there. You know, not only are the stats there, but I think out of all the quarterbacks that tested in terms of accuracy. Bailey Zapp, to me, was the most accurate quarterback that was there. There were guys that were showing off some strong arms, you know. Guys were throwing deep passes, bullet throws. Sam but Howell. to be accurate at all three levels, short, yeah. medium, and long, Bailey Zapp was putting that on full display. And that's why I feel, you know, that's going to raise his stock a lot. He had great interviews as well. And like you said, the stats are there. But right. to test well for accuracy, and he had very genuine, genuinely good numbers. So I felt Bailey Zapp is definitely going to raise his stock all right uh number four uh he kind of i guess he's in the same spot really i don't think he moved uh from the top 10 or the in this top five but kenny pickett this is one of those guys that i you know real balancing out on how i really feel about kenny pickett he showed very good touch he showed that he was nfl ready he's another quarterback that has been gone on to say that he's felt he's nfl ready I don't know what it is about this whole a little thing swag. small. Yeah. yeah, not only that, but a lot of people were saying they tested with small hands. I'm not too <laughs> sure. Like, 
what the whole thing was with that. Yeah, those I mean, memes were legendary. There's, like, there's been other guys, like, I see guys like Drew Brees. I didn't even know that Drew Locke tested for small hands, by the way. We should like, have known. I, 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 I had typed Drew, and somebody, like, three people were like, which one, Brees or Locke? And I was like, dude, I didn't even know Locke tested for small hands. Like, yeah. That and wasn't Vic, even Vic had 8.5 hands, too. But Vic, you know, he's an athlete, but still. Yeah. But what what you know he showed was that he had great spin on the ball and to have small hands and have great spin on the ball and great flick of the wrist is definitely gonna it's gonna cancel out a little bit of the doubt but having those small hands is definitely gonna, it's gonna make drop teams you. question you know because not everybody's drew Brees. <laughs> like no. we just gotta be honest here so i felt like you know Pickett at number four is just find where he's at like i said i didn't have him in the top three anyway i wasn't one of those guys that was on the kenny Pickett train after the whole fake slide thing that wasn't me but nonetheless i still think he's gonna pan out as a top five top six quarterback depending on where corral goes and then uh at five one of my guys that i felt was gonna pan out a lot better this season you know he still made it with the combine invite still showing great flashes um and that's sam howell a lot of this had to do with he just lost a lot of his weapons this season. Yeah, for sure. The UNC team wasn't the same team that he had the, the past two previous seasons. But like I said, he still showed a great flash. He tested well in every single category. He didn't move the needle, you know, specifically in every single category, but still to, to test positively well and not have any negatives on your record at the combine, that's, that's definitely pretty good for a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, we all talk about my number one, Malik, what he's done. I think he has the highest ceiling. Uh, my number two is actually Sam Howell, who is okay. a quarterback that I kind of think I have two for now. We'll see where he ends up. I don't necessarily love the tape that he has. I, well, let's say this. I don't like the 2021 tape that he has. Twenty two, The 2020 tape, I thought he was like a top 10 pick. The 20, That's why he's still here. So the, the thing is, is what I've noticed with Sam Howell is the 2021 tape, he was asked to run a lot more than he was yeah. in 2020. Now, a lot of people, you know, he's kind of athletic, though. I'm not going to lie. You know, yeah, they're yeah. trying to give him this whole dual threat no. type feel because of the <laughs> running that he did. And I get it, you know, for the box score watchers that are like, well, he had this many attempts, this many yards, this many touchdowns. There's no coach in the NFL that is going to set up a triple option for Sam Howell. No. And if they do, immediate red flags truthfully he's very he's mobile he has signs of mobility mobile passing quarterback i um, think he'll be mobile in the pocket yeah i think and i think he'll run like if it's third down and like he has a lane he's fat like he's good enough to get by into he'll burst fly. <laughs> he'll take a, a straight line for sure yeah he'll right take now. a straight line he's, i if, he, if i see him juking people i'll oh, i'm like oh yeah he'll be ugly in two years like i was saying like if he starts trying to not slide and then he's that type of athlete, stuff the stuff we killed Baker on is like, okay, I'm like, okay, Sam, we you need to get down. But okay, now to my number three, I have Desmond Ritter. Uh, again, the stock is just really high for the kid. Uh, he really yep. just blew up the combine. His ceiling, I think, actually is even a little higher when I saw just the, the numbers. Like I know he had a decent high ceiling, but the numbers say that the dual threat ability is even better no, than it's it possibly it's, showed in college. That's what's going to get. So I think with the right scheme and the right first team, if that's like a play action with a good running game, he, he'll just hop right in and be good from day one. I think, I think he's like you say, NFL ready. My four is Matt Corral, which is one of my personal favorites. 
but I understand he didn't test the combine, the skinny frame, the RPO offense. I do like, I do love Lane. So I think his mind is going to be sharp because Lane Kiffin should be probably, well, you know, about the, the off the field. But without the off the field, he's probably an NFL head coach. Uh, no, yeah, yeah I know. I, I, I think Crowd's a lot going on for he, him. It's just he didn't test. He's intelligent. I, I like, like you said, you know, Lane definitely has him ready. He showed yeah. some serious leadership. He showed, you know, I mean, even with this whole like, oh, RPO offense thing, a lot of offenses in the NFL now. Yeah, are you see RPO Carson Wentz when the MVP, MVP action. Yeah, you know, almost. they're they're getting it done. Also, he lost Elijah Moore, and I, both of us, we were really high. I, oh, I knew, yeah. I knew we, I was we were high on Elijah. And Elijah Moore, even with the Wilson not playing a lot of the games, had a great rookie season. He lost that guy. I was kind of his guy. Uh, just like with Sam and, you know, Daz Newsom isn't a star, but Sam Howe and Daz, that was like his guy. He played with other better players, but Daz and Sam were his guy. When you lose your guy, sometimes you can take a dip. It's just what it is. My fifth was hard. I, I, have to, I put Kenny on there. People have him as their QB1. I thought I was kind of lowballing him by doing the QB5. So I actually went and watched the, the QB school. If you ever watched him on YouTube, I yeah. went back and had to watch that for him. So see if there was a deep dive that I'm missing. I think he's good though. I just think he's a little old and I don't think he's necessarily special. Yeah, I don't, And I, that's I, what scares me on him. Cause the other yeah. quarterbacks, I think, I'm not sure if they're going to be special, but their ceiling can get special. For him, I'm not sure if that's in his ceiling. I think he'll be a, he has a pretty high floor, but I don't like drafting quarterbacks for the high floor thing. I don't, this, and especially in draft, I don't think the quarterback class is strong. I'm kind of drafting probably for ceiling over floor, especially this year. And I think it's going to be, I think the stats is going to be, he's going to be 24 next season. And for you not to be like Burrow was, was going to be old, but that's the best college football season we've ever seen, probably. I'll take that. Versus Kenny, you did bring Pittsburgh up. Pittsburgh was not really good before he got there like that. We understand that. But he's kind of a one-hit wonder, too. It's, it's a lot of red flags. I like what he's done. And then, then of course, we have, you know, we talked about the hand size. People can say it doesn't matter. It Everything matters in context. Now, he didn't fumble that much in college. and use, But usually that translates to small hands with the fumbling and be able to give the football. Yeah. But he wears a glove. He just reminds me a lot of Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going to come out and say it. And that, and, That's and, a bad thing. But and, and that's the thing. That's the thing that really, I mean, I've never been fond of a dual glove quarterback. <laughs> He's I, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I'm sorry. Like I didn't know that his hands were this small. I genuinely, I thought the entire time he was just a, a you know, two dual glove. Eight and a half inches is like. <laughs> but I, I'm starting to really think that maybe he's rocking the dual gloves to grip it. Sure, yeah, to ensure that he's not fumbling the ball because of how big his hands are. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that's why Vic was low-key wearing the glove, too, because Vic had small hands. I thought it was just swag, which it was, too. But clearly, Vic, Vic knew a little yeah, something, too. Yeah, he, he had on the single glove. Yeah, he had the single glove, so Vic was a little swag. But I'm like, oh, that's probably why Vic was wearing it to grip this yeah. closing hand. And, I, of course, there's no Twitter in 04. And we're also, like, five was five. Yeah, so we're five. I remember. But it just it makes a lot of sense now looking back. But, um, yeah, any final remarks about any of the quarterbacks before we end the episode? No, I'm gonna be good, man. Like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, Matt Corral is gonna be that wild card factor that's gonna yeah. play a part in where these top five goes. quarterbacks go. Um, not only Matt Corral, but I feel like Carson Strong too. I, I know both of us didn't. Yeah, mention Nevada. Him, he's, gonna yep. be, he's gonna be a wild card too, just because a lot of teams loved his arm strength. Like it's the knee though. The ball. Yeah, the the knee is gonna be the biggest concern for him. 
Um, we'll just have to see where yeah. it goes from there. But other than well, again, that, man. yeah, again, thanks for coming on. We're gonna drop the courses Instagram and Twitter in the bio. And if you are listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, thank you again. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, share. And again, on our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, we are at Malkin Ron Show. Thanks again for coming on, Alec, and I will see you all later.